Conrad Winter snapped his fingers at a waiter, and the waiter put a two-hose hookah on the table, went away, and came back with a copper pot of sweet Turkish coffee. Daniel didn't want this meeting, but Conrad's position as head of the Office of World Outreach was of equal rank to Daniel's boss, Father Nick. Refusing to meet was not an option. At least the cafe was cool, with open walls all around, massive ceiling fans turning above. He reached for the hookah, picked up one of the hoses, and puffed. The hookah burbled, and his mouth filled with the taste of coconut. He blew out the smoke. What brings you to Lagos, Father Conrad? The case you're working on. I've got six open files, three more on deck. I'm afraid you'll have to be more specific. Conrad sipped some coffee. What is it with you anyway? He gestured at his collar. It's a powerful symbol. Makes you a minor god to these people. Why not wear yours? The last thing Daniel needed was people putting on more of a show for him than they did already. But he wasn't about to take the bait. Too hot, he said. Tell you one thing, Conrad puffed on the hookah. That kid never would have pulled a gun on a priest. He blew out a white cloud. I'm curious, how much did you give him? Daniel shrugged. And how much does a gun cost on the street? Forty, fifty bucks? Another shrug. So what did you achieve? He'll just buy another gun with cash to spare. And the kid probably would, but what the hell? Daniel had resolved the situation without hurting the kid or getting shot, and as a bonus, he'd taken one gun off the street. And maybe he'd given the kid something to think about. Maybe. He puffed on the hookah. He said, Which case? The girl. Which girl? He knew perfectly well which girl, but he wasn't giving anything away for free. By way of explanation, Conrad held his hands out, displaying his palms. South of Abuja. We need this one. So Conrad had access to Daniel's emails. Only way he could have known his personal persuasion was necessary. Another fun-filled day of Vatican office politics. The investigation was fair, said Daniel. The girl is not a miracle. A lot at stake here, golden boy. Especially for the girl. Conrad shot back the rest of his coffee, sludge and all, brought the cup down hard. You think you've got the moral high ground? You don't. We're at war, and this girl lives on the front lines. Thirteen provinces have gone over to Sharia law, soon fourteen, and it's spreading south. You see that one girl you want to save her, hypocritical. What about the millions of other young girls unfortunate enough to be born in this place? What chance will they have if the tide keeps rolling? You think God wants us to trade all their futures for that one girl so you can wallow in your integrity? This isn't about me. The hell it isn't. Daniel swallowed his first response. Father Conrad, he said, I agree with the goal, but this is not the way to get there. The ODA is independent for a reason, and we don't knowingly certify fake miracles. From what I hear, you don't certify any miracles. A little below the belt, but Daniel didn't flinch. Not yet. Still looking, though.
Then step down off the cross and look a little harder at Stigmata Girl. The parish has been flooded with converts since she started manifesting. Manifesting. That's what they called it back at the Vatican. Did you even read the outreach brief on Nigeria before going native and eating the bushmeat? It was goat. Boko Haram is acting on its promise. The headcount is over a thousand and accelerating. Father Conrad, I read the report. Then consider this. Despite everything, and because of this miracle, we're winning hearts and minds up there. I wish you success in keeping them, but my orders are clear. I follow the evidence where it leads. Daniel put back the rest of his coffee. And I don't work for you. Conrad reached into his jacket and came up with an envelope, handed it across the table. Daniel turned the envelope over, and his heart sank. The flap bore the red wax seal of Cardinal Elodie.